Welcome again to Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. Have you ever been to this point in your life where you kind of feel like it's all over? I mean, you know, there's nothing else to do. I mean, I have no more to give. Uh, you know, God has left me, uh, all of that. I want you to know that it's usually at that point when you think you're through and God's just getting started. And that's why I have as my theme for this message, you're not through, God's just getting started. We have before us an account in the life of that intrepid, what's this now, fierce and fearless prophet by the name of Elijah. He's introduced to us in a very extraordinary manner in the sense that all we know about him is the fact that he was a Tishbite who came from the Gilead city of Tishba. And so he appears without all of the genetical background, with all of the, the history of it. No, he, he appears. He almost seems to be bursting on the scene, if you please. And as he arrives, he begins to wage war clear-cut revolt against the false idol Baal. He stood up against Baal worship as it was indeed the religion of the Canaanites. But when the Israelites came into Canaan, they began to adopt some of the Canaanite religion. So it was not only the Canaanites that were now worshiping an idol, but God's people were worshiping idols. Stay with me. And so as they were worshiping this Canaanite deity, as someone has referred to it, I want to say the small g God the sun, small g God, the God of fertility, Baal. Baal is now being confronted by a prophet of God who now accepts the assignment to topple this false religion false religion that had invaded even in the ranks of God's people. And here comes God's mighty battle axe in the person of Elijah. And Elijah is well aware of the God he serves because as in Exodus chapter 3 verse 6 you'll find there that God declared I am the God of Abraham I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Jacob. I am your God, and thou shalt have no other gods before me. 
for I am a jealous God. No one else deserves the worship. No one else deserves the glory. You deserve. You deserve. You deserve the glory. Elijah was also anointed not only to be a fearless advocate of toppling false religion. He was also anointed to work miracles. You might remember that there was the drought that he had called for. In fact, the Bible says, even in these, if you start reading with me, I'm covering chapter 17, chapter 18, and chapter 19 of First Kings. Okay? So remember that. So when you leave today and go home, remember that's the scope of material we're dealing with. And God wants me to release something in you today that comes, it grows out of this whole narrative, if you please. And so notice that Elijah is now uh, by a brook called Cherith. And he's there fed by ravens. Until God says, all right, it's, it's drying up time. And driving, drying up time is where a lot of folk lose God. Because they believe that because there's a drying up of things, that God has deserted you. But you have to understand that God permits things to dry up just so he can move you. Just so he can usher you into that next echelon. Come on now. Something like the COVID-19. It's only to cause us as God's people to be ushered into another echelon of his divine presence and of his divine revelation. Hopefully, his divine ministry. Because you see, whenever God begins to work in the life of his servants, he has more on his mind than what they're doing at the time. Somebody said, it's a big assignment. Yes, it is. It is big. But we serve a big God. He's bigger. Br br bring your stuff. He's bigger. Bring your hurts, your pain. He's bigger. Bring your drought. He's bigger. Bring your false religion. Our God is bigger. And so he is by the brook. And God tells him, I want you to go to Zarephath where I have already commanded a widow to sustain you. Doesn't even sound right, does it? Widows are usually hoping to be sustained. But God said, I chose a widow. Ain't he, isn't God awesome? How he always does what we don't think can be done. Somebody going to get this word today. God always does seem like, you know, the un, uh, uh, the un, uh, as far as we're concerned, the illogical thing. I mean, come on now. It, it don't set right with me. But now watch this. God not only blesses him to go to Zarephath, but also to bless the widow at Zarephath. 
to bless her with an unending supply of meal and oil. Can you? And not only that, but to raise her son from the dead. Have mercy. His anointing and boldness infuriated King Ahab and his wife Jezebel. Just the thought of his name, Elijah, struck terror in them. They became very fiercely opponents of the man of God. I want to say this right now to some pastor who has been discouraged because folk are running you down and tearing you up because of how faithful you have been. I'm going to give you a moment to just stop praising God. I say that because what we tend to do is to say, God, where are you? What's going on? If, if I'm really anointed, how come I'm going through this? If, if, I'm, if I'm appointed by God, how come I'm going through this? I want you to know it's the devil's business to make it difficult. But he cannot annul it. The three points of this message, the appointer. Then, the appointment and the apportionment. Stay tuned. You'll see how these three points capsulize this truth. You're not through. God is just getting started. I say that what we do many times is that we bring stuff on ourselves by taking matters into our own hands. Am I right? So, emotionally, physically, mentally, and even spiritually drained, we become vulnerable. I never do that. We become vulnerable. I never say that, no. We become vulnerable. Oh, you don't have to worry about me. I'm, I'm standing strong. But thanks be to God, he never leaves us. I'm not saying that for you. you, you no, nah, nah. I'm saying it for that person. I think there's something way back down in the end. That's for you. That's for you. God is saying, I know you messed up big time. I know you should have stood. I know you should have stayed. I know you should have stood strong. But I'm still here. I'm still here for you. I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not through. I'm just getting started, Elijah. And so, the narrative has it that an angel came to him. Get up. Food was already waiting on the coals. Somebody would give God a great thank you. That even when you mess up big time, he's still going to take care of you. God's going to have a meal waiting for you. It happened one day, the Bible said, and the angel came back again. Read it for yourself. The angel came back again and said, all right, eat again. And you better eat it because where God's getting ready to take you, 
You're going to need strength for this. <laughs> if you thought that was something, you better eat this meal. You better enjoy this meal. Because in the strength of this meal, you're getting ready to run now. You're getting ready to move now. I want to say it to somebody, the strength of this meal today, you're getting ready to run. 40 days and 40 nights. Woo! Running. This is not, what this is not a hundred yard dash. This is a marathon race. You got to just keep on, keep on, keep on. If they call you, keep on. If they don't call you, keep on. If they help you, keep on. If they don't help you, keep on. If things are easy, keep on. If they don't do what you want, keep on. Oh my God, I'm telling somebody, just keep on running. Somebody shout out to me. Oh, the narrative. Let's keep running. But I know you have, I thought you were down in the dumps. What happened to you? Hey, hey, hey. I thought you had finished. Hey, where you going now? Hey, what you doing? Hey, what you doing? Hey. God have mercy. God said, what I'm about to do now, what I'm about to show you now, you've never ever seen before. I know you're a great prophet. I know you stood up. I know you've done this. I know you won that mighty battle on Carmel. But what I'm getting ready to show you now, it's going to blow your mind. I know you've been here on North Shore Road since 1981. And you've seen a lot. But what I'm getting ready to show you, where I'm getting ready to take you, what I'm getting ready to do with you and through you, you have never, ever seen before. Oh, I'm getting ready to make a major shift. Things you used to do, you're not going to do anymore. I wish y'all could be in my study with me. I wish you could have been there to just see how I was reacting. When you read in chapter 19 of 1 Kings, start reading from verse 5 all the way down to 21, you're going to see what I'm talking about. Because the truth of the matter is that we get exhausted with our Hoard of resources. Sometimes it runs out. And the, the fact is, when it runs out, where do you go? The Bible says that God then invited him. But notice, no, no, what, what, I want to know something. What, 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 what are you doing here? I got a revelation on this. What are you doing here? Elijah. Did you read it? Yeah. I'm going to stop and let you all let me know whether you want me to continue this message or not. I'm, I'm just going to let you all tell me something. 
I'm going to sit down here and see, see brother, what you all going to do about it. See, whether, whether or not you all want me to continue this word this morning or whether I'll just stay down and just sit down. I can sit down just like you all just to sit down. Oh, yeah, I can just, I can be down. It's all right, I can sit down. But for the people who are ready for a fresh word, for the people who are ready to move to that next echelon, for the people who are ready to see God's power, to see God's power, then I want to see you tell me something. You tell me something. Are you writing? Or, what, what, what are you doing? That's not what God was saying. God is really saying, how you end up here? From where I had you, how you end up here? What you doing here? Elijah, somebody better answer that question this morning. Because you just might be where God never sent you. You just might be complaining that you haven't heard from him lately. You just might be complaining that, like, just like Elijah, I, 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 God, I was faithful. God, I did this. God, I, you know, uh, in fact, I'm the only one left around here because everybody else wasn't faithful, but I, I'm here. Read it. He bemoans. And what he does is he finds ways. He even picks up on, he picks on other people also. He said, and by the way, uh, it was your people that rebelled against you. It was your people that rebelled against you. It's your people that started worshiping another God. It's your people that became Baal worshipers. So in other words, God, I did what I was supposed to do. <laughs> the rest of it, but you, you let it happen. You read those verses. You let it happen. No. We have to take responsibility for our own actions. You left. You don't know what I would have done had you stayed. You don't know what I would have showed you. So let me show you something of what I would have done. Stand in that cave door. Yes, Lord. Stay there. And the Bible says, and suddenly there was a wind that went before him. Wind that shook the mountains. Then there was an earthquake that broke up the mountain. Then there was fire, heat, heat, burning flame, fire. Oh my God, oh my God, the wind, oh my God, the earthquake, oh my God, the fire, oh my God. And then a still 
small voice. We can get so caught up with the fury of the wind. We can be so alarmed at the earth quaking. We can try to put up a barrier against the heat that we're going through. But it's not about the wind, the earthquake, and the fire. It's about the still, small voice whispering in your ear. Are you fired up to get going? Have you found a new sense of purpose and destiny for your life? Do you kind of feel now like you can go forward and accomplish your assignment? I trust you have, because this has been all about just getting started when you think you're all through. God's got it, and he has you. Be encouraged to know that you are not through. God's just getting started. So until next time, I shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. May God bless you and yours. Concepts for Living Concepts for Living Concepts for Living Can change your life today